What up, fam? Peace, and welcome back to the Socially Bound Podcast, hosted by Richie Rich 86 Harris Old School Richardson, if you follow me on Facebook, T3 to DJ, if you follow me on Instagram, nothing on Snap or Twitter. I try to limit my social media usage, try to keep a balance, you know, if I'm going to have two, then the other two or three aren't going to exist in my phone, you know, I've never really been Twitter savvy, I was just never the cool Twitter guy, and Snap is just too new, I'm already addicted enough as it is to Facebook and Instagram, so why add a new element, you know, so, yep, welcome back. First things in order, I want to thank everybody who subscribed, everybody who's tuned in and listened and given your input and shared and talked about it with friends and called me personally and given me feedback. The love is overwhelmingly awesome. So thank you guys for tuning in. I hope more of you tune in. New listeners, welcome. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you share, subscribe and everything in between. I'm I'm, I'm running a little late this week. Forgive me, I'm on that CP time. Uh, really, what it was, you know, you know what it was. It, it's Valentine's Day, and I wanted to wait till Valentine's Day because I love you guys, and I wanted to show all my followers and my listeners how much love I have for them. So why not release the podcast on a day of love? I'm full of shit, but <laughs> the real reason is life happens, you know, between work, home, and everything else I got going on. It just wasn't happening, and I finally found a little bit of free time to get it done, so I'm trying to knock it out while I got this little bit of free time available. What else? Uh, It's Black History Month. It is Black History Month, so as I told you guys on my video, I was going to diversify the topics a little bit, but then I realized what month we were in, and I was like, ah, you know what? I'm going to stick to issues, social issues that have to do with color and uh you know race and everything else like that relations you know these are still social issues we all live around each other we live with each other we share the same country so why not open up these discussions and you know hopefully get some change going you know i hate to i mean yeah we've made some progress and a lot of people try to say oh we've made progress and you guys don't appreciate the progress we've made progress but there's always room for improvement no matter how good I say that loosely, things may have gotten or not gotten. There's still room for progress. So uh, I definitely want to still, while you, we got two more weeks. Yeah, as of now, we have two more weeks in this month. So you guys got two more weeks of social issues dealing with black history. So with that being said, uh, the topic is dysfunctional union. Will american racism ever truly end all right it's been said before that the essence of racism is so deeply woven into the fabrics fabrics wow fabrics of this country that to protest racism or to go against racism gets misconstrued as protesting or going against America and that's pretty heavy and we've seen it play out that way we've seen it be true you know oddly enough when you think about people like Martin Luther King who everybody seems to appreciate today in 2019 on both sides the left and the right but in his day Martin Luther King was hated I've talked about this before, you know, he was hated. He was seen as, you know, what they called back then, 
they called it a rabble rouser uh <laughs> these days the new word for that is race baiter you know they called him a rabble rouser and and you know a nuisance and you know he was once the most dangerous man in america according to the fbi and everything else like that for simply speaking out against racism you know and trying to make a change you know and so he was looked at as anti-american you know when it's all said and done he was looked at as a troublemaker and anti-american and oddly enough the same people i think uh i think i feel a sneeze coming on i hope not anyway the same people that um praise him today are the same people that demonize colin kaepernick you know, everybody says, you know, during the during the protest, you know, um, in Baltimore and um, that what part of Missouri was that my mind is leaving me right now. Uh, you guys know what I'm talking about. Mike Brown um, during those protests, you know, or as some people called them riots. I saw memes floating around on Facebook and Instagram for weeks, you know, and. They were showing pictures of Martin Luther King marching through the streets and everything, arms interlocked with other people and other races, and they were saying, this is a protest, and then they showed, you know, people, black people, busting out windows of cars and saying, this is a riot. If you don't know the difference, you're part of the problem. And, you know, so with that being said, you know, he's... Martin Luther King is kind of put up in the forefront of this is the example. This is the shining example of how you should protest any issues that you think you have when it comes to injustice. And then Colin, Ka- Colin Kaepernick goes and does it, you know, and the first time he sits out or the first couple of times he sits out, you know, he completely sits on a bench before uh, an ex-Green Beret sits down with him and talks to him about it and says look man i respect your right to protest but if you could man show some respect to our fallen and the way we do that in the military is we take a knee and that's where the whole taking a knee thing came out right that's as american as it gets but colin kaepernick is demonized as anti-american and that's a whole another topic in itself you know according to the president get that son of a bitch off the field you know all that shit you know um like i said a whole another topic in itself you know i won't even get on work and me wearing that jersey to work but either way colin kaepernick is currently viewed now as just as anti-american as martin luther king was back in his day go figure I just wanted to take the time to interject Uh, when it comes to the topic of Martin Luther King and, you know, him being beloved by all now and him us being told that that's the shining example that we should follow my argument. And don't get me wrong. He is a person that, you know, we hold dear in the black community. Don't ever get that twisted. But if the people who claim to love him so much now truly did love him and if their grandparents loved him he would still be alive today because his message wouldn't have been met with the violence that he got met with let's not act like the man didn't get met with death with assassination you know so if there was really a true love and appreciation for him he would have been here to this day and he's not because he was met with the same kind of vitriol 
that we get met with now when we try to protest injustice when it comes to racial issues. Back to our regularly scheduled programming. And like that, we're back. Sorry about that. I had to take a call. But thanks to technology, y'all didn't have to sit through it. But yeah, the topic is dysfunctional union. And anybody that knows me knows that when I'm trying to drive a point home, I use a lot of examples and metaphors and everything else like that to get my point across. So that's what we're going to do today um, is use the example of dysfunctional relationships in comparison with blacks america uh, black americans relationship with america and the way this topic even came about this I, I mean i thought about this some years ago when ferguson missouri was happening and everything and one of my uncles who was a voice in the black lives matter movement you know boots on the ground out there uh, you know news covers the whole nine and I was kind of disturbed by what I was seeing as far as how it was being covered and what people had to say about it. And I ended up giving a call, giving him a call while I was on the road. And, you know, I had a talk with him. And one of the conclusions I ended up coming up to, I said, you know, you know, when you really think about it, you know, we've we've been in a pretty toxic and dysfunctional relationship with America, you know, since our inception here, you know, what are we going to do about it? You know, I mean, either things are going to change or we got to move around you know in one way or another and i mean if you really think about the elements of a dysfunctional relationship you know i mean everything from the lack of trust the lack of communication the lack of understanding the lack of desire to understand you know gaslighting the lack of love you know i mean there's there's no love there essentially there's remnants of it but it's not ever really truly there you know uh one of the other things or one of the other elements of a dysfunctional relationship is the failure i, I had to put my words together the failure to truly ever fix problems you know, in a dysfunctional relationship, and I've been in one, you know, and in, in a dysfunctional relationship, you have an abuser and you have the person being abused. And when I say abuse or when I use the word abuse or abuser or whatever, you know, let's go ahead and get this out the way now. I'm not simply talking about physical abuse. You know, so many people reduce it to, the, to just that. And that's not, I mean... There's such a broad spectrum of abuse, you know, you, you can't just reduce it to one. I mean, there's emotional, there's spiritual, there's mental, there's sexual, there's also physical, you know. So we can't when I'm saying abuse, I hope you guys don't think I'm just talking about a damn black eye or something like that. But in a dysfunctional relationship, you have your abuser and you have the person being abused and I've been on both ends of the stick. You know, I've been the abuser before. Never physical. Never sexual either. Um, but definitely mentally and emotionally, yeah, I've, I've definitely been that, you know, in my past. And I've been abused, you know. It's kind of, you know, when, when men say they've been abused, you know, people tend to take that as a joke or think it's kind of comical. But 
you know, in the literal sense of the word, yes, I was I have been abused before uh, in a relationship. And one of the things that happens is issues never truly get fixed. They get patched over, you know, they might do get a, a patch job on it. And when you correlate that with our relationship with America, you know, I know I know it's been heard before plenty of times by black folks and it's been said plenty of times by white folks that anytime we bring up issues of race, we're ripping the historical bandage off. Hmm. Well, let's let's think about that. You know, if think about the institution of slavery and everything that came with and after it, you know, Jim Crow and everything else like that. The kind of scar that that would leave if we were to correlate that to an actual physical flesh wound, the kind of wound and scar that that would leave, do you think a simple bandage would fix that? You know, and I've had these debates with people, you know, I have civil debates and, and disagreements and conversations with people who don't agree with me and people who don't think like me, you know, um, plenty of white folks that I've had these talks with. and. I brought this point up, you know, you keep people keep saying we're ripping the historical bandage off. Oh, you guys just won't let things heal. Well, again, correlating it to an actual flesh wound that deep. If you just throw a bandage on it, what's going to happen? It's not going to heal properly. You know, it's going to get infected. You know, you're going to have to, you know, tend to the bandages. It's going to keep coming off and you're going to have to readdress it and readdress it and readdress it. Does that sound familiar? Of course it does, because historically the injustices that were done to us were never truly fixed. They got patch jobs on them, but they weren't fixed, you know, which goes back to the whole gaslighting thing as well. You know, making us feel like we're crazy for bringing certain stuff up or we just don't want to be happy. You know, as an abuser and as somebody who's been in that type of, you know, on the other end of that, there's been plenty of times where, you know, the argument gets brought up. You just don't want to be happy. You know, you just you just look for things to be mad about. You just look for things to be pissed off at. You just you just don't want won't let things just happen. You you won't just let things, you know, heal. You just got to keep bringing stuff up. That's why we're not happy. And that's such a dismissive and bullshit way of thinking, because if the same issues keep coming up, that means somewhere down the line it was never fixed to begin with, you know, so. I mean, that's that's one of them, um, you know, the lack of of uh, communication, a lot of a lot of people. And I hope my white audience understands that. You know, I hope you all have uh, understood or, or are willing to listen to this with open ears and open minds and, and try to understand this thing, because what ends up what tends to happen is race gets brought up, right? And automatically defenses go up. Automatically, it's just like, ah, here we go again. Here y'all go again, bringing up the same shit. You know, slavery happened this long ago, and y'all reduce it to slavery and everything else like that. And again, there was so much more. I wish I could say that the injustices stopped with slavery. (laughs) You know, I wish we could say that after slavery, things truly changed. And it didn't, and I'll, I'll explain that in a little bit. But, you know, the defenses go up and and I'm one of those people that could talk to anybody. You know, I have conversations with everybody and, 
you know, I give people a safe space to be able to express how they feel, you know, as long as they're not disrespectful and, and coming at me on some nigga this, you know, whatever, we good. So I've had white folks tell me, you know, coworkers and stuff like that, you know, because the, the topic is brought up about white guilt for the past. And I've had white folks straight up say, you know, I'm, I don't feel guilty. What do I need to feel guilty for? I wasn't around back then. You know, I didn't do it to people, you know, so what do I need to feel guilty for? You know, and they have that pride and, you know, cocked their little head up and everything else like that. And, you know, the first time I heard it, you know, of course I got upset. You know, I got irritated. I won't say upset. I got irritated. And after getting over my feelings and, and thinking about stuff, I had to think, I had to really put things into context. And I, I thought about it. I said, nah, you know, okay, I... Now you shouldn't have to feel guilty for the past. Of course not. You know, I mean, again, if you weren't a part of it. Uh, but what's missing and what these folks fail to apply is empathy. You don't need to feel guilt, but the lack of empathy. And because, you know, you guys have, uh, uh, and when I say you guys, I mean, you know, white folks, the people who do take offense, who do anytime race gets brought up, just, you know, dismiss it all of, you know, just automatically, you know, yeah, for you guys, yeah, you guys feel like it's, oh, the big bad white man, oh, the white man just holding the black man down, oh, he just, you know, here we go again with the big bad white man thing, you know, and automatically, you know, you guys hear race and you don't even try to listen. You know, you don't try to do research, real research, you know, not what we were taught in school. What we were taught in school is some bullshit and it's getting worse, you know, as our kids progress through school, because they're trying to teach our kids that slaves were immigrants. <laughs> we immigrated over here because we just wanted a place for jobs. Get the nah. anyway. So um, it, I, I hope you guys can can listen with open ears and and really soak this stuff in because again if these things keep coming up then something should say that you know somewhere there's still issues you know and we get told just like in an abusive relationship well you know what be glad that the the abuse isn't as bad as it used to be it, it could still be like it was be happy with what you got type of thing you know instead of real change you know and what else the lack of trust i mean we don't trust folks and we have the right not to you know we have the right to not to to look side-eyed at these politicians when they when they saying the stuff that they saying and, and trying to pander to us and everything we have the right to do that because historically we've been screwed over you know you hear this argument about reparations and i've seen oh boy you bring up reparations and white folks get mad what what the hell y'all need reparations for y'all weren't alive during that time we weren't alive during that time so you shouldn't get a goddamn thing you know i'm here over here having to work and this and that i got holes in my boots and y'all motherfuckers expecting to hand out a free this and free land and blah blah boy they can't stand the idea of that and i to that i say okay all right so if you die with a shitload of debt that you owe banks and everything loans and all kind of stuff like that what happens do you, when you die does that thing just does that shit just go away does it just disappear in midair like oh well he's dead now i guess we can't get our money no they're going after next of kin they're going after your family members you know and anybody that complain about that you know oh well that's just the law that's just how things are okay so let's apply that to that yeah, your father, your, your forefathers were supposed to give us 
certain things and, and reparations and everything else like that that they reneged on and never did. So it, in the idea of it happening in this day and age, you can't be mad about it. If your forefathers had it stuck to their to, to their word back then, then it wouldn't have to be paid for later. But we got screwed over like we always do. So if it does happen, I don't know if it ever will, but if it does happen, you can't be mad. You know, again, your forefathers left a debt. It still has to be paid somewhere down the line. But I'm sure I would get some disagreements on that as well. <laughs> but um, but yeah, you know, lack of trust, you know, lack of communication, you know, apologies aren't shit without changed behavior. You know, and we've had a lot of apologies, just like an abuser does, you know, every once in a while they feel like being nice and they'll they'll throw us a bone. You know, and and just going back to the patch jobs that happen, you know, it's never these patch jobs are are never done out of a place of love. You know, it's always done out of a place of resentment or spite or, you know, just contempt. You know, you're just tired of hearing people bitch and moan. So you do a little something, something to change it. You know, in a relationship, you know, your, your partner's tired of cheating. You cheating on them. What happens? Ah, shit. Fine. Fine, man. Look, I'll change my number. Would that make you happy? It ain't, I want to make you happy. It's not, you know, I, I, I'm I tired of fighting. I want us to get along. I, I care about you. I, I don't want to lose you. It's, will this make you happy? Fuck it. Yeah, I'll change my number. All right. And then she catches you on social media. Ah, goddamn, man. You just steady looking. Just steady looking for some bullshit, man. This is not, all right, fine. I delete the bitch off, off Facebook, man. I delete, all right, whatever, man. You know, well then you know something else comes along and something else and something else and the whole time the abuser is saying you just don't want to be happy you just can't you if you go looking for shit you gonna find it you know what i'm saying historically it's been the same thing with us you know again i wish i could say it ended with slavery but it didn't you know slavery ended with a civil war it's not like uh, let's let's get into the love topic you know if you truly love your partner you work to fix things if there was a true love for black people then things would have been truly fixed back in the day but that's not what happened first of all we wasn't brought over here from a place of love we were brought over here from a place of inferiority you know what i'm saying and so we damn sure wouldn't let go with love it ended in civil war you know and people say oh civil war it was it was for states rights no (laughs) civil war go and do the history it's there you know civil war was fought to for the right to to keep their slaves in the institution of slavery when it's all said and done but you know think about the resentment that came from that i'm over here as a white man i'm I'm over here killing my white brother fighting and bickering and, and taking the life of my white brother to to free these black ass niggas who you know didn't come over here with rights i have the right to own these motherfuckers you know what i'm saying you don't think it's not like white folks just woke up one day and said oh my god you know what have we done we're so wrong you know we we've just done such a travesty to these people and we have to change our ways lord forgive us that wasn't the case war was fought over this you know what i'm saying and everything every hurdle that we were able to leap over the years got fought tooth and nail for 
after slavery well shit now we're segregated we got jim crow well shit you know we, i mean that's not right we should be able to we shouldn't have to walk through the back door and do this especially after we come back from fighting y'all's wars and everything else like that why we got to drink from separate why we can't eat in the same places why we getting beat the fuck up for sitting at a, uh, uh, the wrong lunch counter well and of course the arguments come back ah y'all aren't never satisfied we fought a whole war for y'all motherfuckers you know, bled and died, and y'all ain't never happy. Y'all motherfuckers just, we ain't no making a nigga happy. You know what I'm saying? You give them freedom, and they still, they, you give them an inch, they, and the niggas want a mile. You know? But we, we achieved it. You know, we achieved desegregation. Well, there's still, now there's still civil rights. <laughs> you know? And we had to fight tooth and nail for that. You know, if there was, again, if there was a true love for black people, it's never been there. You know, there's always been some kind of resentment. There's always been some kind of disdain. There's always been some kind of contempt. And so everything that we have, all the hurdles that we have jumped over, y'all can't sit there and act like it came easy or it came without a fight. You know? So it's one of those things where I just, I, I sit there and I marvel at some of the arguments that I hear about these things. You know, we have been in a dysfunctional relationship. We have truly been in a dysfunctional marriage with America, you know, and I mean, either things are going to change or America needs to let us go some way, somehow. That's just how I feel about it. You know, <laughs> so it, I, I, I got to asking my my uncle and I said, Uncle what what needs to happen because personally what i take from relationships i like i said i observe life and i apply it in different ways in different areas and i said you know Unc, when your wife or your woman is tired of you cheating and everything else like that or fucking up how do you know when she's done how do you know when any abused person is done it's not when they're fighting it's not when they're screaming it's not when they're crying and shedding tears and asking why are you doing this to me which doesn't do anything. I mean, tears don't do nothing but make the abuser think you're pathetic. Fighting just lets them know you're still invested in it. Silence. Silence is how you know that that person has officially checked out. And we've been way past due for being silent. We're still marching and fighting and protesting and everything else like that. Why? Why? We should have already built a code of ethics to where our actions speak louder than what we have to say you know right now this whole gucci thing is going on and people are protesting gucci i can't afford shit anyway so yeah i'm a part of the protest but people are protesting gucci and everything because of blackface these people ain't never gave a fuck about us these these european designers and shit like that they've always looked at us in, in a funny way yeah they kick oprah out their stores they done kicked all kind of niggas out you know you think they look at us just because we spend our money with them Come on, man. You know, so I think it's cool that the protests and everything is going on right now. But you still got white folks arguing about blackface and why it should be it should be OK. I like I think that's comical. You know, my thing is, you know, the one thing you ain't going to tell a, a, a entitled white American is what they can't do. They will sit there and argue down and, and, and gaslight the fuck out of you with it. Well, well, what if. What if Michael Jackson is my favorite person in the world? You're going to call me racist because I looked up to Michael Jackson and I wanted to look like him for Halloween and painted my face to look like Michael Jackson? 
You know, what if Shaft? What if Shaft is my favorite character in the world? You're gonna call me racist for that? Get the fuck out of here. You can't do it. You can't do it. It's disrespectful. It has a dark history. No pun intended. It has a dark history. Leave it alone. <laughs> you know? But again it's cool that the protests are going on but we're still drawing a bunch of attention to it by kicking and screaming on social media about it and people will go buy that shit up just to spite us think about remember zimmerman and 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 uh dylan roof you know dylan roof shot up a whole black church and motherfuckers sent him money for his his bail and everything else like that or bond money, whatever just to spite us people went and auctioned and and that you know Zimmerman was able to put his gun that he shot Trayvon Martin up for auction and motherfuckers was bidding on it to spite us they've never given a fuck you know so it's one of those things where yeah we could say it all day and we could get out there and we can we're not gonna do this and we're gonna stop doing that again that should be a code of ethics that that gets had silently we got to start moving in silence, all right? It's, I mean, America, we've been crying. We've been fighting. We've been kicking. We've been screaming. America doesn't take us serious, unfortunately. You know? So it's, it's time for silence, you know? We've been in this dysfunctional relationship for way too long. And it's time that either some changes get made or we move around. Motherfuckers like to say, oh, you know, uh, get the fuck out of this country no 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 we are way we got just as big of a stake in this country as anybody else there's other ways america can quote unquote let us go you know and that goes back to my last episode of what do we want black folks you know what do we really want you know and i'm i'm somebody that can see all sides of the coin you know coins aren't just two-sided <laughs> but I'm, I'm a person that can see all sides of the coin so do I think that American racism will ever truly end? I'm pessimistic about it. I don't think I'll ever see it in my lifetime. Again, it's just too it's too etched in our history. And again, there's just never been change from a place of love. You know, that's where the whole big government thing came in. You know, oh, big government trying to tell us how to live our lives. You know, that came from that came from people having to stop calling us niggas and having to stop lynching us and having to free us from slavery and having you know so change didn't come from a changed mind frame or a changed heart it came from changed laws <laughs> so uh i don't see racism happening or ending in my lifetime hopefully in my kids lifetime they'll see it maybe they will maybe they won't you know that's that's up for interpretation but we got some things to think about as always you know and we gotta again we gotta start moving in silence now the other side of the coin is you know love does love conquer all and i got mixed feelings about that because in this day and age there's no way that you're gonna tell me that i have to love or forgive a racist or white supremacist you know i got a family i got kids and you know anybody who holds views that would directly put my kids or family in danger or in harm's way or you know anybody who has views that justify the abuse of my family and kids or anybody who looks like me nah I ain't got no love for you I'm sorry <laughs> you know 
um, I, historically, that's the other thing. You know, I feel like black folks have been held to this moral standard that, you know, we got to take the high road. We got to forgive and forget. You know, when they go low, we go high. You know, we got to forgive and show our oppressors love to make them change. That's not true. It, it hasn't been true all this time. You know, I mean, Liam Neeson, you know, is anybody going to tell Liam Neeson that he has to love and forgive the black dude that raped his friend that had him wanting to go kill a random black person? I don't think so. You know, ain't nobody going to, and I don't think anybody would. You know, so why are we held to that standard? So, but then again, you know, this whole episode, I've been talking about how if love was in a picture, you know, then things might be different. You know, change it, real change would have been made if love was in a picture. So there's this odd dynamic of, I think, and I'm, I'm using this this term very loosely, so, you know, I hope nobody thinks I'm just making a whole general, generalization. Let me get my language together. Um, that the oppressor class, you know, is the ones that have to have a change of heart first. They, they have to begin to show love because black folks have been trying forever and it's been coming up short. I mean, you think when in reference to abusers and abuse and dysfunctional relationships... You know, in most dysfunctional relationships, the abused person trying to change the other person from the inside out by showing how much they love them doesn't 99% of the time doesn't work. You know, it's not until the abuser decides or has a change of heart on their own, you know, from whatever it takes to get them to do that. And a lot of times it's not from the other person showing them, oh, I love you so much. Look how much you're hurting me, you know, or whatever else. So, you know, again, there's just going to have to be a shift in the way of thinking of the class of people who have that kind of disdain for us. You know, they have to have a change of mind and a change of heart. And until that happens, you know, love won't conquer all. Love is the answer. But I can't say love conquers all when it's not being applied in the right places. So with that, I'm going to end this um, episode. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys tell your friends about it. I hope you guys are still tuned in and, and locked in with me, you know, with the, the growth of Richie Rich 86 on this podcast. Um, man, let's open up this topic. You know, let's talk about it. Comment on my Facebook. You know, if you don't want to make your comments public, inbox me you know let's let's open up this discussion and and really try to again let's try to break down these walls and these barriers you know the the best thing that we can do is talk about this whether we agree or not you know blacks whites non-whites non-blacks you know everybody whether you agree or not the best thing we could do is talk about it like i said you know i create safe spaces for you to let me know how you feel you know without being disrespectful so holla at me man and and Hopefully one day, you know, maybe I'll be wrong about, you know, American racism ending in my lifetime, but I genuinely don't see it. But anyway, y'all be safe out there, man. Uh, Hug and kiss on your people for Valentine's Day. I recorded this on Valentine's Day, but I didn't want to put it out because, uh, you know, I I, I don't want to burden anybody (laughs) with the topics that I like to bring up on, you know, a love day so 
I'm waiting until tomorrow to put this out. So you guys, by the time you guys will get this, Valentine's Day will be over. But happy Valentine's Day. Much love to everybody. Stay safe. Stay sane. By all means, stay social.